Nadorim daf lamad chesam and alaf besiyatu dishmai. Once again, this week shiurim are dedicated leilu dishmas. Reb Yaakov ben Btsian, ben Reb Motcha, dear busy wife, my uncle. Ah, spoke about it a little bit today, and sure you can get the uh, idea on to any time. Okay, Rabbi, so let's begin. Lamad chesam and alaf top of the daf. The Gemara says like this, and the Gemara talks about the meaning of Eretz Yisrael to. Split up some of the psukim in the Torah that are learned, as we'll see. Be'ezah Hashem. We start from the, the Gemara when it says, Omer barado It's very west, by the way. That's why we always refer to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is Ba'arova. Why? Simply because it is of the west of Bavel. Poskin lahodin psuka letlosem psukin. Right, they would basically split up the posuk into three different psukim, and it would go like this. Right, that we know. And then it continued to the sugya of the, uh, what was going on over there. That Kalisho will listen to you, they'll believe in you, whatever it was. Okay. Now let's move on. Yeah. Um, we said earlier on that Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded in basically taught Klal Yisrael Torah for free. And the Gemara brings many in Yonim. What an interesting daft today we have to discuss this. And the Gemara says this, Omer Rav Choma, Berebi Chanina, Moshe, in other words, Moshe did not become wealthy, Ella only, Mipsultan Shel Luchis. Because of the pieces, the psoiles that were left over from the stone that uh, he made, when he basically made the second Lukash. Psultan is what? Meaning the leftovers, the pieces that you carve away, whatever it may be. Those belong to you. That's how Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, became rich. The Torah was given to Moshe in order to teach Klalisol, right? Was only given to Moshe and his personal descendants, right? For you, just like what you chip away, the leftovers, the little pieces, those will be yours. Also, whatever you write is also yours. Moshe Very interesting. Moshe had a toivas ayin had a generous good eye, which the Mishnah Perkyava says one of the highest madrigas that a person can have is a good eye, very important. And uh, he gave it to Klal Yisrael Right, because he's given his bread to the poor people. This is that Moshe Rabbeinu told Klal Yisrael. Okay, and it's before that the Rabbin Shalom commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to teach and for the Gemara, the Kabbalah is Va'oisi Tziva. In other words, only me. I was commanded to go and keep the Torah. And I decided to teach Klal Yisrael all of the halachas. Ah, so much in the end was actually commanded. To teach Kali Yisrael the Torah. How could you come along and say, Moshe Rabbeinu was for himself, and then, then he decided on his own. What do you mean? It says, well, 
In other words, I was commanded, and I, Ba'ani, Lochem, decided to give it to you in that case. Okay, also Gemara in Nadarim, Daf, Lamad Ches. Now, you write for yourself a Torah and give it to them. So, again, we see once again, the question is, Moshe Rabbeinu seems over here very clearly to be commanded to give Kali's all the Torahs. How can he say he decided that on his own? So, the Mahashira, the Chodai, now that's the song. In other words, the the Avada all of the Torah was uh, made for Klal Yisrael, but the Maisa, the Pilpul, the Lomdus the discussion that was already for Moshe Rabbeinu. Vaita, Omer Reb Yochanan, Eina Kodesh Baruch Hu Mashra Shchinosai. The Rabbi Shalom rests his shkina ela only al gibor va'ashu v'chocham va'onov. A person that is a gibor is strong, a ashu is wealthy, v'chocham is a wise person va'onov, and he is specifically a humble person. Right? All we know about that these are the very inyanim that the Rambam talks about, the idea if someone's a novi, he has to have many, if not all, of these attributes. The Kula Mimosha, where do we learn all of these things? We learn them, of course, from a Heiliger Moshe Rabbeini. Wow. Spread the whole thing over the Mishkan. That's <laughs> pretty strong. Huge. No, oh, what do you mean? Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was very, very tall. But Lamaisa, he wasn't so strong. In other words, look at this. The Luchos was six um, high, wide, and thickness. In other words, and Moshe Rabbeinu was able, this thick, massive, heavy stone, to take it and throw it, that's pretty heavy. That means he was definitely strong. So maybe for the Mishkan we don't have a right, but for the Luchos we do. Ashe had no Moshe Rabbeinu's wealth. Psal lecha, psul ton shel That we know already. And Chacham he said, Rav Rav Ushmol the Omid Shavai. They both say Chamishim Sharibina Nivro Ba'Olam. Ah, Gavaldik Rabbi say you heard it here first. Nadarim Lamedches. Ah, fifty types, fifty Shari Bina. Gates of Bina were created in the world of Kulonitna Lamosha. Every single one of them was given to Moshe Rabbeinu Chasachas, except for one, except for one Shenema. But Chasreyu Ma'at Menukim. Onov, they say, Va'ish Moshe, Onov Ma'oid. So basically, in the Maisa, we have over here clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu had all of these. He was obviously the Novi, the biggest Novi that ever lived. And therefore, because of that, we learn from there that that's who the Rabbanishim rests Shkena and can get theoretical Navua. Omer of Yechon, Kulon of All the Navim were wealthy. Minolon. Obviously means even with payment, therefore that's the case, he had his own donkey, and if he had a, a way to do it, obviously means he had a lot of money. No, what do you mean? Maybe he was poor. And therefore, Lemaisa, that you know he had so little. Um, to carry, he didn't even need a donkey. So, now that's what we learned from Psalacha, we already said before, from the shards, from the leftovers, from the carvings. Um, what did we learn from Shmuel? That how do we know he was very, very rich? If you're going to tell me he took the animal without paying for free, and therefore, obviously, he took it for scar. 
Was, he didn't he didn't even take an animal for payment, which means he was so wealthy that he didn't even need the money. He says, well, don't have you know what are you talking about? Maybe it was an onion, that's the reason why he didn't even need one. Wherever he went, his house went with him, which means he was able to take with him a ganza peckle of everything he possibly needed, and Mustama, to be able to do that, required a lot of wealth. Right, uh, even for payment, he didn't even take it. In other words, I own all of these animals, and I have all sorts of things. And as he was listing off all the property that he had, which again, once again, shows us clearly that he was a wealthy person. He paid to hire out the Gansa boat. How, is it t- how much does it cost to rent the Gansa boat? 4,000 dinars of gold. Gitsa, to have that money, means that you seem to be okay. Originally, Torah uh, was forgotten. Now, there's Moshe Rabbeinu would learn Torah, and he forgot again and again. It happened so many times that this situation was a situation, right? Rashi says clearly on the Pesach, you know, to be able to spend 40 days and absorb the whole Torah is almost impossible. This means, okay, okay, we are talking about over here. Someone makes a nether hano on somebody. So is that person allowed to get hano? One hano are they allowed to get? So the person that made the nether is allowed to feed his wife and his children, even though he made the nether no hano on them. Even though he's chayev to be able to feed them in that case, right? Even though it's hano. But Lemaisa, he has to do that. Okay? Now. But he can't feed the animal, whether it's a toro or a tome, whatever it is, uh, because obviously it becomes more valuable as you feed it up, and you, the owner, the one that made the nether, gets a direct hano. What's the maisa? The difference between the Tamei and the Torah. In other words, it's Nafshol Shomayim, right? In other words, the Nefesh belongs to Shomayim, or Vagufa Shaloi, or Tamei, if it's the Tamei one, Nafshol Vagufa Shomayim. Both the Nefesh and the Guf are Shomayim. Omruloi, Afa Tamei, Nafshol Shomayim, Vagufa Shaloi. And for the, the Mishnah, Shem Yutzer, because if you want, you can sell it to a Goy. Oi, Machol Olaklovit. Or, you could feed it to dogs in that case over there. Okay? Let's go back to Ah, 
from his friend Can marry his daughter to him? Can you imagine? That's a very interesting one. What's the case? If you want to say that Shittas Rabhuna is, that what? That the Nechosim of the, the Kala's father's also to the Chosim, right? Have a what? Have a Moisel HaShchiva LeShamshai. Well, at the end of the day, by marrying off a daughter, he's basically giving him a, a slave to, to, you know, to serve, right? And that should be also in that case, because the Chosim's not allowed to get any or it's that way round. More than this, what do they say? Even though you have to pay and feed them and support them anyway. And you're telling me that you're not a daughter? What an easy psak, I love that. And for the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because really we're discussing right, that the Nechosim of the Kala's father's also on the Chosen, we're talking about a daughter that's a Begeres, and Umedaita, she knows and she's masculine in that case. Wow, this is an interesting one. Okay, this is a, no, not to give any ideas to any parents that don't want their kids going to yeshiva. But Omer of Yaakov, somebody actually once called up, not me, but called up a different Rosh Yeshiva and said that, um, and said, what did he say? He said, that's right. He said that if my son goes back to yeshiva for another year, I'm going to have a heart attack. And the Rosh Yeshiva, who I actually knew well, said that, um, sorry, I can't help you. It's the right thing for your son to go to yeshiva. And I can't help you. In fact, I actually know I had a chavusa of mine. One of my old chavusas from years ago used to want, uh, he, he had a problem like this. In fact, so much so that his, his Rosh Hashiva had sort of, you know, got him into learning and got all excited and he was staying in learning and going to Koylal and Taka was in Koylal and learning Gavaldi today, Masmed Godel. And uh, at the time, he told me the story himself, his parents said to him, either we're going to be by your chasana or your Rosh Hashiva is going to be by your chasana. But it's either us or him by your chasana. Who do you choose? The most obviously chose his parents, as Rosh Hashiva couldn't come. But uh, Baruch Hashem, his parents woke up, and they realized the truth, and the MS, Kitzvah Shachonoros, is the greatest kibbutz of Amos, Torah, Avada, for the kids. But I'll go upon him. Let's move on. Omer of Yankiv. Ha'amadi b'noi l'talmud toicho. Someone makes a nether. Can you imagine? No hano from his son. Yeah? So that the child can learn Torah without having any problem whatsoever. In other words, he doesn't want his son to be busy with him. So he makes a nether. I don't want any hanor for my son. This way my son can sit and learn the whole time because he doesn't have to give me anything because he's not allowed because there's a nether against it. The son is allowed to fill up a chobosh hamayim, what's it called, a barrel of water, a water and a hadr and a nether, like that, uh, to put on the lights for his father. You can even give him a little bit of herring and make it up nice, roast it up over there. No problem whatsoever over there. Okay? In other words, such a small thing, right, which don't really get really get involved in the learning, this the father had no problem with. Again, the same idea. He's allowed to give him a drink. A kois shall Shalom. What's a kosher shalom? Good question. Kosher shalom means, I mean, the truth is in the Gemara, it's a question. My new, what's the kosher shalom? Hachatagimai, they explained it as kosher base ha'avel. 
Right? In other words, generally, you give an oval uh, a cup of wine, so that he's allowed. By my rav or me, you know, to solve this said, kosher base hamerchatz, right? The base hamerchatz. Vaita, vaita, vava, vaita. But a yosnes bem toy, Tanya, you sure, issues oime, zonabot of a spokos of Kananim, but a yosnes bem toy, bent to me, bent to him, my time of what's pshat, a bot of a spokos of Kananim, the menachus of Abdina, they're made to be torn apart in that cave, they made a pit of Abdina, but an animal is made for pitum in this case. Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, if you see after the Shmaya, I'm going to go now, we Chiva have a Mayudika Mishmar, where the guys learn Shtai till 12.30 on a Thursday night, sitting and learning on a Thursday night, Mayudik. I'll add a Bissel Chulin to the end, a Bissel, you know, Bissel Gashmias, but it's a Mayudika Zaksa, I'm on my way there now, Be'ez Hashem, I'll uh, report back to you about it tomorrow, and we shall start the Mishnah B'Siyat HaDashmai tomorrow. I want to wish everyone, if you listen to this before Shabbos, Shabbat Mayudika Shabbos Kodesh.